millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's brought to you with Levi Solicitors, who will do you 10% off your legal fees if you go through us at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. I'm Dan Moylan. Hello. With me, Michael Normanson. Hello. And Moscow White's Daniel Chapman. Hello. The Square Ball Summer Special is on pre-order now. If you want to get hold of that, it's available on our website. A beautiful reflection, a 228-page reflection on what was a brilliant first season in the Premier League. Amazing artwork, fantastic articles. All it needs now is you to read it. If you haven't secured your copy yet, it's available on the website. You can get a £2 discount if you are a TSB Plus subscriber. Details at thesquareball.net forward slash plus. In the meantime... The Euros, going quite well from an English perspective, perhaps not so well from a not-English perspective. And we do appreciate that there are nationalities listening to this who won't want um, an England orgy. Um, so let's not give them that orgy. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants an England orgy. I think it would be the right English thing to do to be as obnoxious as possible as, <laughs> as we can about this. We well, should sing in everyone's faces. We've brought some um, some cheap garden furniture in from outside. Should we start throwing it around now at each other? I mean, we have brought stickers. We have, yes. Um, get into these. It was good though, wasn't it? Yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about Gareth Southgate and him having no business being the manager of England, Michael, that you said several weeks ago. No, I said his CV meant he had no business qualification. Uh, in in fairness, England. you qualified it by saying he had uh, no right based on his CV, but you did say before that that he had no right to manage England. Well, well who does have the right to manage England? I mean, you're, it's you're a privilege, not a Sam right. Sam Allardyce. There you go. We'd have been doing much better with him in charge. You're absolutely right, though. He shouldn't be manager of England based on historic precedent, but it seems like this bunch of lads, these great bunch of lads, are, they're, they're tearing up the rule book. It is reminiscent, actually, a little bit of what's happened to Leeds in the last couple of years where we're throwing off the shackles of history and trying not to go through the same you know, patterns over and over again and making the same mistakes and finally breaking free of all that. Because you see the likes of, of Calvin, who's... <laughs> What did he say when he was in Stadio Olimpico? He's like, oh yeah, it's a bit new to me this, but it's nice, isn't it? You know, like, it's just a, a really nice lad. Um, there, there was a tweet, you see the viral tweet that went round saying, three of the best midfielders in the world, I'm presumably talking about Lampard and Gerrard and, and Scholes, and England couldn't get through to X, Y, or Z. He said, but um, they're succeeding now, getting through to a semi-final with two lads in midfield that look like they could deliver your washer, I think it was. <laughs> and that's harsh on, on Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice. They're both fine athletes. Luke Shaw would be the man who would deliver your washing machine, surely, if there's anyone. But um, that's good. Oh, I've got Pontus Janssen. There that's, he is. That's an exciting start, isn't it? His first appearance at the Euros, pretty much, <laughs> isn't it? I don't think we've not seen him until yeah, now. He, he didn't get off the bench for uh, Sweden. On Memphis Depay as well, Moscow, one for you. Oh, brilliant. One of my favourites. Poignant moment 
Christian Eriksen has just popped out of my pack, first of all. So, you know, thoughts with um, Christian Eriksen and his family and hope you're soundly beaten. If... <laughs> the Danes, I mean, uh, the Danes, you know. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, not his family. I don't want to beat his family. No, that'd be, that'd be wrong, wouldn't it? No, Christian Eriksen deserves his rightful place in the Euros album. Lucas Hernandez, that's not a very French name. They've stolen him, I think. Sounds like to me. I've got Scotland hard man, Kieran Tierney as well. Oh, I've got a pair of Scots as well. I've got uh, Declan Gallagher and Stuart Armstrong, both who have very strong Scottish names. Is Snoddy in this? No. He retires from international football. Has he? I think so. Um, shiny, lads, have got a shiny. Oh, have we got? It's a, it's a nationality. See if you can guess who it is. Which nation? England. No. Did that last week, mate. All right. oh. To be fair, there are only you know a limited number that it could be. It's, it's Portugal. There, oh, there you, you go. go. Let's go back to Southgate, though. I mean, international management is a very small data set isn't it is the other thing like we've we've beaten Germany is the only team that we we would have maybe expected ourselves to struggle against in this tournament I suppose is another way of looking at it because Ukraine is I, I know it's a major tournament finals so it feels like a big win but if we beat Ukraine in qualifying everyone would just go all right. Yeah, right. Well, and last time we played them in competition, which was um, on their own, was that on their own turf? Actually, we played them. Was it in the Euros in twenty twelve? I'm going to say we beat them three 0 in the group stage, didn't we? On their own turf. So I have absolutely no memory of that game, which probably goes to show. I think I only know that because it was shown in a highlights package in the run up to the kickoff. So ah, okay, so it's not like <laughs> I've got a, this encyclopedic knowledge of um, of European football by any stretch of the imagination. But no, it, it was um, it was a good win, and I think it, as much as England fans can be dislikable when you view it from an external perspective. There is a genuine sense of enjoyment and joy about this now for once and all that anxiety's kind of fallen away. Like, But I realised the way I reflected on it is I've probably enjoyed about half a dozen England games throughout my entire life. Most of them have been anxiety-riddled, stressful affairs. And you look at, like, for example, Holland in 1996, the, the Netherlands, to be correct about it, compare that to other games in that 96 tournament. The game against Switzerland wasn't great. Scotland was very, very tight, but ended up going in the way of, of England's favour, didn't it, towards the end? What was the final group game that in that? It was Holland. Then we played Spain. Spain, Spain was it. awful. Germany was awful. None of, none of it enjoyable. But then you, you, know, you look at how many are actually good, good games that you can go, oh, I'll, I'll remember that. That was fun. Well, this one was nice because it was... We scored just at perfect times. It was it was nice and calm from the start of the first half. Then the second half starts, you think, oh, well, maybe they'll have G'd them up a bit. They're going to come out and games can have a different pattern. A game of two halves, you might even say, can mm. sometimes occur. But it didn't. We just scored again straight away and it was just like feet up then. And even though it, I was trying to watch it in someone's garden and it did start absolutely pissing it down, but it was everything had to be brought inside. But it was 3-0 by then and everyone was like, ah, well, doesn't really matter. We're not going to miss anything anyway. We can just carry this stuff inside. Mm. Whereas if it had been... You know, England, Germany, 1996, we'd have probably just all stayed in the garden and got electrocuted. <laughs> there is an element of um, a bit of second-half boredom in in some games, particularly Czech Republic against Denmark, and to do with substitutions. And it kind of killed the England game off. I mean, as soon as Calvin Phillips leaves the field, I don't know why they, they keep playing. It's game over at that point. But in the uh, Czech Republic-Denmark match, that Denmark had the 2-0 lead at half-time, and then... The way the Czech Republic came at them at the start of the second half was absolutely phenomenal. There was about it was quite funny because they'd not turned Ali McCoy's microphone back on, so you could just sort of just about hear him chirping away in the background as they had about five shots in three minutes and then eventually scored. And you're thinking this is going to be 
incredible a fight back from the the Czechs here. What a, a game this is going to be! But because you can have about fifteen substitutes now, Denmark just brought on some more players, changed formation, and then that was pretty much game over. Then nothing interesting happened after that. So, and there was an element of that with the um, the England game that it was just goal before goal right at the start. Ukraine get it back into it a bit, goal straight after half time, and they weren't going to be scoring three against a team that has conceded none. So not enough fun. That That's my criticism. Um, as it has been of England throughout this tournament, they need to, you know, I think we should let um, Denmark, is it Denmark we're playing? It is. Yeah. Denmark, score a couple, just to make it interesting. Because when it comes to playing Italy in the final, who've been quite ding-dong and, you know, they've been uh, beating good teams and conceded goals, they've been through all the different things, whereas England just, winning everything to nil that we've not had that test yet to show that we can do it when the the chips are down and the um the spaghetti's flying and whatever other stereotypical italian cliches you want to throw in the italians did add to their own cliches the other night didn't they with the that last it was a very wolvesish mm. last 20 minutes wasn't it absolutely nothing happened it was just like we were laid down at every opportunity yeah. kick the ball out at every opportunity cheat Nothing will be allowed to build up. There was a lot was... of um, enjoyable Latin protesting as well. You know, the, with, with the pleading, with the, the, the kind of uh, the fingers. That was brilliant. I thought it was wonderful. I loved that. It was probably 15 of the best minutes of the tournament because it was just so predictable and annoying. Yeah. And trying to predict, like, if it had been like, the Wolves president, I remember um, Gary Monk's Birmingham doing it to us as well. But they started in the first half against Leeds and didn't... Um, Monks Birmingham start after going behind. <laughs> I'm sure they they went a goal down to yeah. us and then started time wasting. And that wound me up no end because obviously it's it's my team that they're trying to gain a cheating advantage over. But when it's just a match that you're just watching for entertainment purposes, it was so good just trying to see how ludicrous the diving and cheating was going to become. And there was particularly this one in the centre circle where the Italian player took a running jump into the Belgian player, bounced off onto the floor and started rolling around injured. He's like, this is exceptional. And then the other side of that was seeing which one of the Belgian players was going to snap and chin one of them. So that was exciting. And then even with all the uh, the cheating that was going on, Belgium still had that chance right at the end of um, stoppage time. So it was really kind of, you had that hope and uh, desire that, it was going to really badly backfire on Italy and Belgium would get that equaliser in the last minute. So it was very, it was really just like fun and exciting and I've really made a mess of oh, Austria. Look at the angles that Austria have gone in at. Is <laughs> there, it, is I, I personally apologise to Pavio Pervin and um, PP. Alexander Dragovic. Hey. Back on the stickers, I've got a, qu- I've got a quiz question oh, for go you. Oh, go on then. I was just going to ask Moscow Do you want to hand me but... some of these over so I can Sorry. actually stick them in? You just hoard them. Who, um, who does Robert Taylor play for? Bob Taylor? West, Queen. West Brom. Queen. He Which plays nation? for Queen. Which nation? Uh, Germany with his other band, That's The Roger, Cross. Roger Taylor. Oh, be quiet then. <laughs> Bob Taylor played for Leeds United and then West Brom. He did. And Bristol City. But now he's he's back and he's playing for Finland. That's strange, isn't it? He was, there was, um, I'm sure there was a decent Robert Taylor on Champ Manager. Not the one who played for Leeds, though. Yeah, there's uh, Nagolo Kante. He's good. He looks uh, very stern-faced there, though. He'll be all over the page soon enough. And we've got... Um, 50-50 split vertical one here. Germany, Manuel Neuer and Matthias Ginter. There you go. Croatia group shot. Oh, 
There you go. They look happy. Just, I like, do like Croatia's kit. I've just got Neuer and Ginter as well. Oh, really? Pathetic. Oh, and a shiny, a shiny. Oh, Moscow, look. Got the mascot. Is that the mascot or is that some other um, hellish? What is that? Let's have a look. Thing. I know you were you quite into the mascot at one stage. I think, no, yeah, that is the mascot. There he is. Let's have a look at it. Forgotten his name. Oh, yeah. But, but it's the, um, it's that freestyler that they've put a foam head on to make it harder to do that, his job. That's definitely not, it looks like a character from like Paw Patrol or something. It's not a, it's not a human there. Human body, but anyway. Oh, no, it is a human body. Yeah, human body, but not a, it's like, that's a, it's, it looks like one of those people that's like had a big allergic reaction to something <laughs> and their face is blown up. I was going to ask you, Moscow, because you, you somehow manage when we, when we're watching Leeds in here, Michael and I can get quite animated and you are generally very, even like even tempered when it comes to Leeds, you, you almost watch it dispassionately, which I can't do. Have you found yourself very similar with England, like just not really engaging with it as much? Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, it's just an accident of birth, isn't it? That so they're the team I I see most in the news and stuff, and I know most of the players, and I like Calvin Phillips very much. The rest of it is not Leeds, is it? So I'm kind of I don't have much attachment to them. And if they get knocked out. Or when they, as I suspect, is going to happen, lose to Italy in the final, not really going to make any difference to my. I mean, that's that's the life. thing. I'll, I'll be disappointed if if we were to get to the final, and whether it's Italy or Spain, if we were to lose as a nation, it would be disappointing. But I know that that disappointment would pass within about twenty four hours. Yeah. Whereas if it was Leeds losing in the final, it would kill me for years. Yeah, it's and, true. That, and that's the difference. I can let this one. That's why I'm enjoying it at the minute because it's all care and no responsibility. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm enjoying the good bits, but I can easily let the bad bits go. It'll be nice if England win the tournament. That'll be funny. It'll be an interesting experience to see happen in my lifetime. And You know, I'm not going to be glooming around going, I'm not, you know, against the idea of it winning. It's just, it's not like, it's not one of the urgent priorities in my life. It's um, Harry Maguire lifting a some kind of silver pot above his head. I definitely care more than certain things. It's not on the level of like the Olympics where you don't watch any cycling ever you care more than sell like your children and then you but then you switch it on and you kind of someone british wins and you go oh that's nice i'm glad i'm glad that's happened or like the rowing's on and you you go okay i suppose i'm supporting britain in this one and then that was good rowing they went really quick those rowers and that that can happen with anything though and i think that's kind of where my attitude will change once it's the the final 10 minutes of a final and england are going for the the defeat (laughs) that's when it all (laughs) Yeah, Matt, because you do get wrapped up in those stories and like any, that can happen with anything. It's one of the beauties of sport. You can just like turn on to a tennis game and you've got no idea who any of them are. But suddenly, you, by the end of it, you feel invested in what the outcome's going to be. So I'm, I'm feeling uh, that part of it. But yeah, it's not they're not a priority. I, I have enjoyed watching England. Though, and I do. Calvin Phillips makes a big difference. Yeah. It's like yeah, when yeah, the, yeah. the whatever the youth uh, tournament was, when Lewis Cook was the captain and, and lifted the trophy. Was that the under, well under, 20, that. under 20 World Cup? I think it was, yeah. something along those lines. And that was a proud moment, but that was more Lewis and Lucy Ward and Neil Redfern and feeling happy for all those people. And oh, related to that, I was reading a, a thing about Calvin Phillips, because obviously there's a lot of people writing about him. Oh, we've got the complete set of Scotland's half. Oh, wow. Half and half stickers. That's a thrill. And they were talking about Calvin Phillips coming through and being the unheralded player. Oh no, it was about Alex Mowat. It was about, they, were, they kept referring to this group of youth players at Leeds, Alex Mowat, Charlie Taylor, Calvin Phillips and Sam Byram. It was like, Calvin well, Phillips is a lot younger, isn't he? Yeah, there was, there was never any overlap um, or hardly any overlap. 
it was... Um, I was going to say, the Cook family might disagree there. Well, exactly. And it feels like just because poor old Lewis can't keep his, his knees in one piece, nobody was, uh, nobody's willing to talk about him anymore. But he was the, the best of the bunch, really. And yeah, captaining England at youth levels and um, at the moment. He was the first England captain to lift a trophy since Bobby Moore, wasn't he? So that's, mm. you can never take that away from him. But you can apparently did the, um, uh, did forget Le- about his Leeds career. Did Latonoir mean nothing to you? Don't you remember that famous <laughs> victory? Hey, I've got Antonio Rudiger here for Germany. I've got Andreas Grankvist for Sweden. Nathan Ake from the Netherlands. And we've got oh, the other half of Rene and Renato. Renato, we've got him already, so there's a, a double for you. I've got some swaps here as well. Marlos, I feel we've seen him already. The Ukrainian-Brazilian, definitely seen him. It's uh, Bruno Petkovic. Oh, I've got a Dane. Boo. Oh, I had Vestergaard a minute ago. Uh, Federic Rono. Is it Ariel, the little mermaid? But you are absolutely right. My investment in it is multiplied 20 times by the presence of Calvin Phillips. And I've almost, I don't know how, is it some sort of midfielder osmosis? I found myself wanting to defend Declan Rice as well now. Yeah, he, he's been quite nice in some ways to see the Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips camps finally unite on Twitter because there was a debate, wasn't there, that it had to be one or the other. And now if, now the Jordan Henderson people are weighing in. And yeah. It's like the Judean, uh, Judean people's front and the people's front of Judea. <laughs> and now the, now the Rice and Phillips people are rising up against yeah. the Henderson Liverpool people and Do saying, you know, no, he can fuck I, off. Hang on a second, that, but that, is that not confused by the Scouts not English? Is that still a thing? or yeah, Who knows, really? Jordan Henderson does make it difficult to like. England team his goal was such a disappointment to me because <laughs> <laughs> that's him although like when he tried that thing of coming on in the friendly and taking a penalty and missing and then it's just the same again where he just comes on gets a goal and expects us all to be treating it as if this is like some moment of national importance that Jordan Henderson has scored for England ring the bells set the ravens free from the towers <laughs> light beacons across the land I honestly all I thought as he ran away Celebrating that goal was what an awful tan he's got at the moment. He looks like he's um, he's not far off a, a sunburn, and he needs to to dial it down a little bit. And he's no Ben White um, when it comes to uh, to that sort of thing. So yeah, I think um, seeing him uh, and that's he's, he's got that John Terry style about him where you suspect it it just feels too much about him. Whereas what's nice about um, Calvin Phillips and I don't really pay much attention to Declan Rice because why would I? Um, <laughs> But what's nice about Calvin Phillips is it's very uh, very self-effacing. I, I was enjoying reading his interview before the uh, Ukraine game where he was talking about the Germany match and the end of the game. And he just seems to be constantly talking about all the songs that have been sung. He's like, wow, they were singing Sweet Caroline in the stadium and then in the changing rooms when um, Harry Maguire came in with his Man of the Match award, we all started singing his song and then uh, we had a sing-song on the bus. And he seems like he just loves the fact that they're just having communal sing-songs all the time and you know oh and they were singing England's coming home and football's coming home and it was all it was all great where's the sweet caroline thing come from by the way have i missed something yeah i don't i don't know the origins of it i imagine it probably just started with some people singing it because right. it's a it's a good sing along song yeah. and it, it somehow became attached to england so it was a sta- it was a staple for me in the nightclub years it's a bit like scotland with the um Yes, sir. I can boogie thing that they started doing but that doesn't i don't think i don't think that has any great basis to it either other than people just like it it's a better song, Baccarat. I'm a, a long time fan of that song since. Well, yes, I mean, sir, I can boogie. Yes, yeah. Since uh, as a as a youngster, when I was getting into the band Orange Juice, they ripped that song off in the um, in about 1979 or something. 
the, the bit where it goes, uh, did I mention in the first verse, it was like my introduction to meta lyrics, where you start right. singing um, about your own song and then followed it back and it turns out to be by Baccarat. Not for the first time in this tournament, Christian Eriksen has, oh. has made a comeback. Here he is, here he is again. I've also got the Ukraine shiny, which is quite nice, and Nelson Semedo and a couple of Swedes. Who well, I've got, sure um, we've got I've got already. a lead a Leeds target here. Then, lads, uh, we've got a um, a vertical half and half from Ukraine. Uh, Marlos is on one half, but then Ruslan Malinovsky is on the other half. Have you, did you see much of him over the tournament? Did you keep half an eye on him because we've been linked to him? Are we trying to sign him? Well, we've been linked, haven't we? He's the le- left footed midfielder number. Well, he's, he's got a number eight shirt on here, but I don't know if that's his number in the squad. Uh, no, I don't know anything. Right, so that's, that's the chat exhausted on Malinovsky. <laughs> right. We've been linked to everybody, haven't we? I mean, the latest thing is because, um, is it Domsgaard, the guy on the wing for Denmark, because he's been doing quite well, and now Leeds are one of the Premier League team showing an interest. Mm. Oh, we fuck. I'm, I'm fairly confident we won't be signing anyone on the basis of them playing well in this tournament. No, no, no. Carol Poborski is on Leeds United's radar. Hey, we've got um, one of Janny's mates. Janny's gone now, by the way. He's just he sort of slipped away into the night. He could come back. You never know. I mean, he wouldn't have been back anyway, would he? Because he's been away at the Euros and those players are, haven't returned to pre-season yet, have they? So he's not yet been missing from training, I suppose. Whether or not he'll just rock in at the same time as Click or something in a, in a, a week's time. So, Jenny, you've not got a contract. What? Ah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, one of his mates, it's uh, Elgif Elmas, if I'm to pronounce it according to all the letters that I see. He's the good one at uh, Napoli. Oh, okay. There he is anyway. Enjoy sticking him in. And I've got a half and half uh, Swiss, Zuba and Embolo. It's a shame the Swiss went out. I was enjoying the Swiss. Got a, a hungry group shot. There you go. Oh, they're all having a cuddle. That's nice. Going back to the Calvin thing. Well, I, I thought that was banned in Hungary. I I agree that... Um, oh, we've already got that one as well. It's been nice seeing everybody come round to his, him, apart from maybe the, the Henderson the hardline Henderson uh, fanatics. But um, it's been just been lovely seeing him cement his place because he's got to be one of the first names on the team sheet. As we said, he's kind of set and forget when it comes to this England side, isn't he? And he's trusted, isn't he? That's the thing. He's I know he was saved for his yellow card the other day, but he took Rice off first. It was like, we can get through this without Rice, but we can't do it without Calvin. That's been the thing all through the tournament is Rice going off and Phillips staying on. And the thing with Henderson, like even on a, you know, if you take out the, the personal side of things, he seems like a burke. Um, <laughs> I've got no axe to grind with him whatsoever. I should just say. Then it's uh, why would you why would you drop either Phillips or Rice for Jordan Henderson? He's done now in the tournament to say he's better than either of them. We haven't conceded a goal with those two. It's working. You can understand the um, the changes between Foden and Saka and um, Sancho, Grealish, etc., and Grealish and all that because it's like different attacking options for against different defensive setups and all that. That makes sense. But there's no reason to change the axis of your team just to get some Liverpool ego crammed in where it isn't welcome. <laughs> Fabio Capello rates Calvin anyway. The best modern midfielder I have seen on the pitch, but no one should compare him to Perlo. It was it was an affectionate comparison, wasn't it, in the first place, but even still. I mean, he isn't very Perlo-ish, is he? He, he can pass very well. And over some quite nice distances is the, the Perlowish bit of him. But overall, I think we can all agree he's a far better player. I think yeah. it, it, it sounds, Miles. It sounds good in a song. That's, yeah. the, that's the, the main reason why that comparison is made. If he was, uh, you know, a like-for-like with Aspicuela Letter. <laughs> Who? 
for example. Say that again? That's Piquilletta. <laughs> really? Bless you. Um, <laughs> then I don't think another, it would... Another uh, one for the archive there. Then I don't think it would catch on quite the same way, <laughs> would it? Whereas, you know, and Perlo, it, uh, it's pretty simple. <laughs> one more time? I should have just said Lothar Mateus. <laughs> it's nice that the players are keeping in touch with him as well, because Dallas, Ailing, and Bamford have all spoken about keeping in touch with Calvin and how proud they are of what he's doing. He's going to be a proper golden bollocks, isn't he, when he walks back in in, um, in training? Maybe not with Diego Llorente, depending on what goes on in the uh, in the other semi-final, but we'll see, eh? I do what Stuart Dallas saying. It's giving me goosebumps when you mention his name. I'm absolutely delighted for him. And uh, Luke Ayling says that before every game, he texts him a picture of him in his Phillips 14 shirt. Just so proud of him. Pat Bamford, obviously, old podcast Pat, said, uh, I spoke with him just before the Germany game. He was in good spirits, which is almost as if he'd, uh, he's in jail. <laughs> no, he's, he's keeping in good spirits. Uh, they're, they're feeding him well. That was the other thing that uh, Phillips was all excited about, was Ed Sheeran coming to sing at the England team dinner. He was acting like he'd never, the likes of that had never happened to him before. Oh, Harry Kane sorted it out. I imagine, I imagine Ed Harry, Sheeran. I bet Harry Kane has all Ed Sheeran's albums, but on CD. He doesn't do Spotify. He's got them all on CD. He likes to have a physical copy. And so, that's, uh, so that's how Bamford's interview with him says, oh no, his captors are treating him well. He's been hearing <laughs> some uh, Ed Sheeran Songs. It seems like he's having fun, said Pat as well. And why shouldn't he be? Which I did. I did wonder if reading between the lines, there was a little bit of, um, why aren't I? Why can't I be there having fun and having Ed Sheeran singing to me when Dominic Calvert-Lewin has done absolutely nothing? When Harry Kane has done, well, I mean, he's good now, isn't he? So, <laughs> but the, the the opportunity was there, if only. It's with, with regards to Kane, like one thing I've had to sort of pick up on across this tournament is how heavy the England shirt is. And we should have known this really because we're Leeds fans and Leeds is a very, very heavy shirt to wear. And it's only now as they start to, I don't know, come into their own, they're growing into the tournament. Aren't they? That's the phrase that you use, how heavy that England shirt is and, and seeing Kane spring into life like a, a newborn gazelle when before he was, he was laboring around like a knackered racehorse. It's I'm, funny, isn't it? How, how that confidence just comes from scoring a goal. I was willing to blame Mourinho for ruining him just for taking out any attacking instincts that any player has. Just know it's too interesting. The, the fun stuff you do, don't do that. Do some more boring things. Link up, come back, drop in. But he, I mean, I was astonished he was still playing a couple of games ago, Kane, because he, he looked absolutely done. He was, he was knackered. Yeah. And he's been up and down a bit in this tournament. He has had some games where he's been fine, but he's... Um, just conserving his energy, wasn't he? Obviously was. Couldn't be asked, <laughs> could he? Until now. It's an interesting... I hadn't really thought about it being the weight of the shirt in his case because he's Harry Kane. You know, he's captain. He should be able to deal with that. He's a, he's a superstar of world football and he may he's yet got, he's got play the for a... Yeah, he's got the temperament where you think he'd be able to handle that. He may yet yeah. play for a football club that reflects that. But until then... And you compare him to, you know, Calvin Phillips, who just, even in the first game, one of the first things that happened at Euro 2020 for England was Calvin Phillips having a shot from outside the penalty area which is not something that happens often, but there's not somebody who is feeling the weight of the shirt. And um, so what I'm saying is make Calvin Phillips England captain because he's clearly mentally much more up for it than um, <laughs> than Harold of Kane. But no, it's, it's obviously it's better all round if England are planning on um, reaching the final and losing to have a striker who will get those headers from three yards out 
and one who isn't. But it's still, it should be Bamford. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, returning to the, uh, the stickers, thank you to Emma, who has sent us her swaps. Are we going to send her our swaps, or is that too much like an admin task? Oh, I don't think there's any need. <laughs> if she's getting rid of swaps, I don't think she wants more. Yeah, a few other people have been in touch, so we will take you up on your offers of, of yeah. swaps. If it, or we like, we, we could maybe we could fill an album and then, I don't know, do something with it. <laughs> Frame it, give it away. It. Auction it for charity, whatever, I don't know. Depends if we complete it or not, doesn't it? Because that affect, I mean, if it's finished and full um, and all the stickers absolutely perfectly positioned, um, It'll be worth a fortune. Richie in New Jersey. It'll cost a fortune. Uh, are we going to have words with Richie? Because he's, he's done an evil thing. Well, he did, he did some stickers. I, I, mean, was... I, 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 did, I did put it forward as an idea. Yeah, you can get your own stickers made on the Panini website, which he's done, which is nice. He's, you think he's used, well, he's used my Twitter picture. It's a picture of you, Dan, from some awards in Moscow from, oh. some, from some book promo, you know, I believe. You know, we said how fragile we were about getting cameras in here and making us look fat. Those are the fat years there. I mean, look at that. Look at those chins there. You look beautiful, Dan. Don't let anybody ever tell you any different. No, but I look at it now. I think that uh, I need to just, you know, that, that needs to be. I've, I've addressed it and, you know, it's going well as the old weight loss. I'd say you've got a bit more hair on that, though. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> just to introduce some other uh, things to worry about. Well, I mean, my hair was, was longer then. I've had it cut on Friday, so that's naturally going to be the case, whereas you, you're no different because your head is shining both now and in this photo. Where I've been described on the sticker as Pound Shop Moby. Fair point. Is, just harsh. Yeah, um, I was looking at these thinking those are quite nice. Could have used much worse photos and, you know, perfectly re- reasonable. Then I read the um, the little information that, uh, who is this, Richie has um, added and I was displeased. Because he's captioned yours with shit beard. Yeah. He's also spelt my name wrong. Moscow White is one word with one W, not two words with two Pe- Ws. People are often confused as to why you're called Moscow White. Mm, I think... It, so am I. It's... <laughs> I think now, I'm sure we've addressed it before, but as a recap, why are you called Moscow White? Because when I signed up for the Squareball Forum years and years and years ago, probably before the internet was invented. Because lots of being a smart ass, weren't you? Yeah, sort of. Well, <laughs> lots of people on there were, you know, it's that thing of, 
um, Leeds fans, you say where you're from and you add white after it. So Skipton white or New Jersey white. And I didn't see anybody from Moscow coming along anytime soon. And also it's a pun like Muscovite, Muscovite, Muscovite. So I did that. And I didn't think that however many years later, people would actually be referring to me by that name in my actual real life. But here we are. And it helps that obviously we share the same first name and it allows us to differentiate between one another on the podcast. Well, exactly. That was the discussion when we started the podcast is, is it going to be Dan and Daniel or whatever? And we just, well, just call me Moscow and then people will be less confused, but turned out to be more confused. Um, I've been captioned with cheap suit, which I would normally under different circumstances take that as a slight on my character, but it's absolutely correct. It is a cheap suit. <laughs> well, I mean, in fairness, we don't need to wear proper clothes, do we, anymore? No. So it's it's fine what we're wearing now. Yeah, fair point. I've Moscow's not... the only one who is whoever turns up even properly dressed, to be honest, yeah. wearing wearing trousers. We tend to wear just merch, merch plus shorts. Yeah, and slippers as I've done today, which was an <laughs> error. <laughs> yeah, Michael in his haste to leave the house because I went for my second jab this morning at, um, at the Pavilion at Ellen Road to coincide it with uh, with us recording this, and he said, "Text me when you're setting off." when you're about to get jabbed and it'll take me 20 minutes to get there and then you should be out and we should be ready to meet up afterwards. So I texted him and uh, in his haste to leave the house, he forgot to take off what can only be described as slippers. I'm going to call them house shoes yep. as opposed to actual slippers. They are, it is more robust than a, than a slipper. But they look, sim- I look a bit, they look like... Um, you were going to say simpleton a, then, weren't you? A, a little bit. They look like something corrective is yeah. how I would describe them. Yeah. Or, or maybe like um, a dental assistant would wear. Like someone who's on the feet all day and needs some, a comfy shoe. Yeah. It's the sort of thing, if, if you'd have worn them to school, you'd have got picked oh, on. Oh, Christ, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, never me- I never meant to leave the house in them, I've got yeah. to say, when I, when I purchased them. I thought they're, good, they're right for taking bins out, was yeah. as far as I ever meant to go. Just the perimeter of my of my house is yeah. all the way they were meant to go, but... Um, they're very comfy, so I've no regrets. <laughs> and I don't have to see anyone else either. I'll just go home after this. So I, don't have to, I was going to pop to the supermarket, but um, uh, I'm scared to know. <laughs> uh, Pepe is there. Portuguese Pepe. Uh, Gustav Svensson, a Swede. Slovakia group shot. Look how happy they look. Ethan Ampadu as well. Welsh lad on the beach now. And um, a pair of Italians, Bellotti and Chiesa. There you go. Two of the uh, European Championship winners <laughs> featured together. <laughs> Um, it's been funny watching um, Spain play, knowing that Junior Firpo is going to take Alba's place soon. Couldn't get him out of the team when he was at Barcelona, at the club, and therefore obviously couldn't do it for the country. He will be Spain's left back by the next tournament when he signs for Leeds and Marcelo Bielsa makes him the best number three in the world. He's not even going to be our left back at the start of the season. It will be Stuart Dallas. You think? Just because. No, it's, it's, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me entirely. It I mean, it's not, it's not been announced. As we record this, it's not been announced yet, although it is expected it's, any day now. It's absolutely nailed on for the moment we stop recording. And so today's the first proper day of training, isn't it? The 5th of July. So he's in at the start. He's going to have the, the full run-up. He's probably going to hate most of it as well. And nobody will know where Alioski is, so that limits our options as well. Did you see um, Pat Bamford asleep, Sleeping Beauty, on that sofa that he was photographed by? The he club? has a hard life, doesn't he? he will have been up... Up since five, working down the mines, and before slogging it into training, walking across hill and dale to, to get to Thorpe Arch. To go back to Furpo, though, getting, uh, I assume, our first choice left back in, or certainly one of them, yeah. very early, is, is an incredible start to the pre-season. Because it's the, it's the only position that we're absolutely desperate for, I think, yeah. at this stage. It's necessary, isn't it, to get him to understand the system and to meet his colleagues and so on and so forth. And even just to get him with such a minimum of fuss, 
I mean, there were quite a few clubs being linked with him and apparently he fancied AC Milan quite a lot, but then for Leeds to just go in and go, we'll pay that, we'll have you, you'll come and do this, and him to go, yeah, that sounds a lot better. And then that's just, that seems to be it. That's good. And at 12.8 million, when you see some of the money that's getting chucked around by other clowns, like we said, if, if Man United do get Trippier from Atletico, you're talking, what, 30 or 40 million by the looks of it? I mean, there is a scum tax on that, we have said before, everything gets scum tax, doesn't it? And he's of an age where there's resale value or there's time for him to become better whilst playing for us. So it's uh, there's not a huge amount of pressure on him at that sort of a fee, which I know seems mad because it's only a few years ago when we would have been assuming the club was going to implode if we spent that kind of cash on someone. But it's fine now, isn't it? We're absolutely minted and we, we'll never be poor again. No, this as well. Apparently he is taking a pay increase according to the speculation that is. That's, from, that's uh, good of him. From Barcelona. Ah, fair play to him. Which um, is uh, interesting that we are now in the position to to spend more on wages than um, Super League club Barcelona FC, I believe they're formerly known. Yeah, it's it's, it's a strange turn, turnabout in um, in status, and it. I mean, there's maybe something about how uh, clubs like um, Barcelona and Real Madrid, and there does seem to be a, a habit of taking players in and completely ruining them. Everybody's kind of going, "Don't worry about what he did at Barcelona. Look at how he was at." Betis, Betis, <laughs> Real. One of his colleagues that he will be working alongside is uh, Ilan Melier. And we've seen his bones. Do you see that on the socials? Uh, we, we saw some sort of body scan. Should we be alarmed about the curvature of the spine? Or is that fine? Dr. Moyland <laughs> getting his calipers out. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. Look mm. at that. I mean, it's probably just the way he was lying. Probably. Rafinha got, uh, we got to see his bones as well. It's quite exciting. Can, this, this scan they put on. Is it just me, or can you see his penis and scrotum on it? Yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> little little Ilian's there, isn't it? I wouldn't have been overly thrilled with that, of that being just, just put out there for the world. Do you remember, was it oh, some time ago now, maybe 10 years or something, where they had the, uh, I was even longer probably, The um, there was the League United badge x-ray on the mm. season tickets, do you remember? And uh, I don't, I don't, I'm going to have to go back now and check, go through my season ticket drawer and see if there was cock and balls on that or not. <laughs> It was just, are you talking about the um, Alan Smith era? I can't remember was it too, was I think it? we might have done it twice. Oh, okay. Yeah, there, def- there definitely was an Alan Smith era one. I've still got the poster of that that I nicked after we got um, relegated. It was, next year we need you more than ever. And it was, um, uh, yeah, like an x-ray with a heart. But then the other side of it is what is displayed um, in my house where it's a big slogan that says, Vote Leeds United. I always thought it's quite a good. I've seen this um, picture of Rafinha. You know, running in his pants, don't they? Where they must be, I don't know, analyzing, analyzing his gait and his uh, his posture and all that sort of stuff. Because there seem to be cameras and like a medieval torture device, but upgraded for uh, for twenty twenty one. But look at look at his his short shorts there. They're tight, aren't they? Well, he's in he's in fine shape, isn't he? You I can see more more than uh, more than you could imagine. So I mean, just if you were sat around the house, Michael, in your slippers, come shoes, yes. And it, just your pants. It'd be a similar picture. Yeah. What would your wife say to you? Would she say, for Christ's sake, put something on? Or would it be uh, spectacular like Rafinha is? I think it'd be almost identical to the picture you've seen of Rafinha there. Uh, other than the tattoos, which are mainly on his back, actually, aren't they? So you can't see them here. But there was a nice picture of that as well. It's been an intriguing pre-season, though. That device, the, you saw several of them strapped into it, where they were they had straps across their body and they were seemed to be like trying to drag their leg off with a machine. That was an interesting one. And the bit they're doing to Leif Davis, the picture of that, I've never seen this before. This looks like, I lived in Oxford for a time and one of the 
university buildings down there used to often have like um, animal rights people outside it saying, don't do these experiments on these animals. And some of them have pictures on. And I'm pretty sure that's one of the devices that they were that they were objecting to. He's like, he's in a bubble, and I assume they're going to just deprive him of oxygen or something and, and see what happens just for a I, laugh. I'm, I'm just going to put this one out there and say, I don't think they're going to be starving his brain of oxygen, <laughs> given that you're talking about probably a, a, an asset worth at least a million or two quid there. What are they doing? Are they sending him to space? I'm not sure. It's a very odd-looking dome over his head. If anyone knows what that was, let us know. It's all going on at the Carnegie Centre Carnegie, wasn't it? <laughs> What are you laughing at? Carnegie. It's Carnegie, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's uh, not. Leeds, are you going to tell me next it's Leeds Bouquet <laughs> University? <laughs> oh, Moscow, you do make me laugh. Leeds Bouquet. And uh, somebody has a tourniquet round Rodrigo's arm. Presumably they're pumping him full of tranquilizers or something there. That's uh, the smack. They're getting him on. They're, they're yeah. starving Leaf Davis of oxygen and getting our <laughs> record signing on to hard drugs. <laughs> So that's not good, but we'll see if it improves his performance. And uh, then some table tennis as some well. Some table tennis. Which was nice. And um, Melier looked quite good, didn't he? Or was it Strauch? Strauch, absolutely. You could tell Strauch was playing within himself in this game as well, because Melier's reactions and stuff were good. And he was, re- he was managing to return them, but then Strauch obviously... But you'd hope got, his bloody reactions were good, wouldn't you? He just got sick of it and just absolutely twatted one at about a million miles an hour that no player in the world could have could have returned at which point Melier kind of spins around and hides his face doesn't he <laughs> my eyes please don't hit my eyes yeah I've got a couple of stickers here for you we've got uh, Liam Palmer of Scotland and his countryman James Forrest who looks like a competition winner I'm just going to say right now look at him he looks like he's happy I am more reassured by this pre-season though than <laughs> there's been one than, day <laughs> than they, but by then they sort of getting in a lake yeah. Oh, getting in a river, sorry. Um, I, so. I did tweet something to this effect. It does look like science, this. Yeah, we, we exposed our footballers, albeit worse footballers, to a, a genuine drowning risk <laughs> not long ago. It was, we, well, I mean, we don't even know what risks we're exposing Leif Davis to in that uh, Perspex helmet. Just blowing cigarette smoke <laughs> to his face. <laughs> Rubbing shampoo in his eyes. Look at Sebastian uh, Szymanski of Poland there. He looks to be... How old is he? He was... There's no way he was born in 1999. Look at how young he looks. Oh wow! Yeah, he looks very boyish, doesn't he? He looks like he, he could he could pass himself off as being like 15 there. He, he looks say. like the mascot, doesn't he? Conversely, I've got Goran Pandev, who <laughs> I don't think he's ever looked young. Um, Robert Mazan and Fernand Torres. Uh, so we've got a uh, what is it? Slovakian and a Spaniard for you, Moscow. Anyway, we've we've not even talked about our new signing yet. What Jackie Harrison? Jackie Harrison. Here he comes. No, it is nice to finally have him. Um, on the books as ours. He's always been ours, hasn't he? Well, more or less. And to, I mean, I know we've probably paid a fair whack in loan fees, but to get a proven Premier League player for 11 million quid is is all right, isn't it? Let's face it. Yeah. and I've seen this argument being made that, well, we'll have paid for him for the last few years as well. It's like, yeah, but we've had him for those years. It's not like if we'd have, if we'd have signed him at the start, he'd be out of contract now and then we wouldn't be ours anymore. Whereas as it is, we get another four years of Jackie. We get three. Three years. He'll stay for is, four. is that long enough? Yeah, that's fine, isn't it? Probably, but it just means we're not, not far off having to renegotiate again. We'll be cursing his wages when we're in League One in a couple of years. Do you give Calvin a new contract when he comes back? Probably got so. You think? Whether or not we can get near what he's worth anymore, I don't know. Having led England to the our first major trophy since 1966 and all that, it may be that it's like a, a Neymar half a million pound a week job that we'll, we'll have to end up giving him, but... We'll see. Just give it to him anyway. Well, Rodrigo is supposed to be the highest earner in the squad on about 90 
grand a week, something like that. And Calvin's going to be, he's not going to be quite in that tier, is he? He's going to be in the sort of upper mid range, you'd think. Why not? Well, just give him what he wants. I mean, he is, he is arguably our most important player. So paying him the most money doesn't seem like a, a terrible idea. So if they gave him a five year contract and I don't know, gave him an extra 30 grand a week, th- that'd be fine, wouldn't it? That'd be fine for him, I'm sure. <laughs> just sign it, Calvin. <laughs> but it's true. It's not like I would feel all right making Calvin Phillips our highest paid player because we know he is pretty much the first name on the team sheet and we he makes us tick in a way that Rodrigo at the moment doesn't, I suppose. It, obviously, we hope he will he will go on to do better things for us, but it's not like when we were signing Seth Johnson and Robbie Fowler and spending making top earners out of people who we didn't even know what we were going to do with them. Like we know what we know what Calvin Phillips is for, and we know he can do it really well. So if we have to pay a lot to keep hold of him, we probably just should. Or he might just be happy. He might just think, "Oh well, signed a new thing a couple of years ago. He's got time to run on it." But I mean, mind you, his um, his agent is Kevin Sharp, isn't it? And he was quoted as saying, "If Leeds want to protect their asset, then that's fine. They're not looking to renegotiate." But oh, obviously, always would do because it's more money, isn't it? What about Stuart Dallas? He signed an extension. That's nice, isn't it? Because he's a nice man, is Stuart Dallas. I'd like to be friends with Stuart Dallas. He'd be very reliable. He'd cook you a great Sunday roast. And he'd look very humble about it when you praise it as well. Yeah, he'd refuse, he'd refuse your praise, wouldn't he? Yeah, it's fine, you know. Remember him at the the start of the Pandini when he was the one who was all the uh, toing and froing about whether people should be indoors, masks, lockdown, whatever. And he just cut straight through all the bullshit. Camera on in his kitchen, address the nation, stay indoors, look after yourselves, stop fucking around. <laughs> It was a, Were those exact words? Um, yeah, I think so. It was an important message, an important time from an important person. And the, he hadn't even played a, a Premier League match at that point. He was still a championship midfielder. So, yeah, I think his, uh, his ascension to... Uh, could he be Leeds United captain if Liam Cooper's edged out a bit by uh, Urente and Cock and Stroik? Because there's going to be competition there. And I was thinking, like, if we did somehow let Calvin Phillips go, it's... Um, it's Robin Cock in midfield and Llorente and Stroik behind him. So it's a little bit like the mental gymnastics we used to do about Sam Byram going and stuff. It's like, well, you know, Scott Wharton can play right back. Um, <laughs> so we'll be fine. But um, What a fucking horror show. But Stuart Dallas could be, uh, you know, he's, he's certainly, he's part of the leadership group, isn't he? An integral part. And I think moving that... Sounds, that, that sounds very corporate. Moving that out. leadership group. Well, it's, it's the way they all are now. I mean, and that was when... I mean, Neil Warnock, if we're going back to that era, he had a, a leadership group, didn't he? And they used to debate what to do about Ross McCormack. It's one of the highlights from, or lowlights rather, from uh, one of Neil Warnock's books, the one that talks about his time at Leeds, where he says um, the leadership group um, who were angry about uh, Ross McCormack scoring all the goals to keep us in the, in the division met, and the leadership group was Paddy Kenny, Pelts, Hey, Pelts, Pelts, let's talk about Pelts, because he's been on the move. Do you know where he's gone? Have you seen where he's gone? Did you miss the news? Can't even imagine. I mean, there must be a, a long queue of clubs lining up well, I believe for the can... services of 39-year-old, 35, isn't he? Can't, can't, we, can't we hear what um, his new manager has to say about him? Well, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a great, he's always been a great lad. And you know what you're going to get with, uh, with Pelts? Which is uh, some real, uh, some real uh, great emails. He, uh, he, he's, he's good. What, what's good about Pelts is people, they just, even if they don't know what he brings as a footballer, they recognise someone who can put people, numbers on a gate. 
Because he just he used to do it at least. He used to. Uh, I mean, this is not the quote that's on our notes, but you know it's good. Uh, no, nobody wanted to. Uh, nobody wanted to watch Leeds United <laughs> when I was there. Uh, they could get lessons, but <laughs> they were uh, they often taught. I mean, behind closed doors during the uh, the old uh, the the COVID hoax. It's been. Uh, it was like that when I was at Leeds, uh, just echoing Stan. So what we what we did is we got uh, we got Lee to email the fans before every game and say why don't you come and watch a game of football? And you know what? They used to turn up, and I'm hoping that's what he'll uh, he'll he'll do uh, he'll do for us at uh, at my uh, uh, managing Middlesbrough. That's right. Do you think Johnny Houseman was pleased to see him? Anyway, the actual quote says, I know what Lee can do. He's fantastic in the dressing room. and We haven't got many senior pros in there. He can play lots of positions. He's played everywhere for me over the years. I'm aware, inside and out, what he can do, which feels quite intrusive, but fair play. Saying they haven't got many senior pros now. They fucking will when Warnock's finished with them, aren't they? <laughs> They're nothing but senior pros. Hey, do you know where, uh, where Borough are going for pre-season? Can you guess? I mean, there's been a lot of talk in, uh, <laughs> in the press saying that there's... Uh, the virus is uh, rampant and out of control in Cornwall, but me, I don't see it like that, and I think it's a great place for us to go on our uh, our pre-season tour. And um, you know, the the barbecue, the get together, nobody's going to be wearing a, a mask at that because we'll we'll all be outdoors, breathing in the sausages. Saltash United as their uh, first opponents in July. I mean, there's got to be enough saltash in Middlesbrough. To satisfy anybody. I don't know why I have to go to the other end of the country to get chemicals. Uh, Tavistock, AFC, do you remember them? Some high quality opposition. Did we play Tavistock? I think we did, didn't we? And then Plymouth on the uh, on the Friday after that. He's managed Plymouth at least once, hasn't he? I feel like I feel like he must have done. Maybe. Or, may, or, maybe, that, or, maybe, that's well. his, or maybe that's his retirement job. Because hmm. it's the nearest one, isn't Just it? Just biding his time, isn't he? He'll start chipping away, managing, uh, managing, managing his way into that job. Christ, he's never managed. He's never managed Plymouth. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have put money on that for some yeah, reason. I would have done too. He's, he's probably um, he'll have made an open play for it. Like, oh no, he media. did. Sorry, he did. I've got this. Uh, I've got a vision in my mind of a photo in his biography of a young Neil Warnock, and I think Plymouth. I'm sure Blackie was his goalkeeper at Plymouth. Sounds about right, doesn't it? Kevin Blackwell. That's where. And, and I've got a picture of them all kind of like laughing and joking together. Before obviously it all turned sour over um, it was Richard Creswell, wasn't it? When they stabbed each other in the back over signing fucking Richard Creswell. There was um, a picture of, of Blackie the other day actually from Middlesbrough. I think because I I replied to something about them signing Lee Peltier. Twitter now the algorithm shows me Middlesbrough stuff, and it was two men wrestling while Kevin Blackwell watches on smiling at the side. He's just like, ah, this is preseason with Neil Warnock. Great bunch of lads. Just have a good wrestle, lads. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Looks like we're getting um, Sean McGurk, that young lad from Wigan midfielder. He's been scoring a lot of goals for them and he's now out of contract. Although, because he's a, a Ute, we, there would still be a bit of a fee. Although 18 and he still doesn't play for them really, does he? Which is, you know, not good enough. Get in the Wigan side first. That's all I say. Keep him there. Anyway, so it looks like we're getting him there. And they're doing a bit of work on the 23s by the looks of it, which is um, which is cool. Um, McCalmon out to Morecambe on loan for the season. And uh, you, you think you're probably never going to see him again in a lead shirt, don't you? Well, it's true, it's still it? good luck, um, Alfie. <laughs> All the players from that era have just been sent to seaside towns, aren't they? We've yeah. had Edmondson going off and to, to Fleetwood and Ollie Casey's got a Blackpool pony. Maybe, maybe they're fans of drunken violence, who knows? Or know. donkeys. Um, Rafa Mujica is Las Palmas. That's, that's a seaside town. I suppose it is. It's on an island, isn't it? A small one. Uh, what have we ever seen of him? Is that true that we've only ever seen half a pre-season friendly and that's it? 
I think first team wise, that's what he's done. I, I imagine he might have played for the under 23 at some stage, but I don't honestly remember anything he ever did other than signing for us. He did a bit around the under 23s. So he was one of those uh, filler shirt kind of players and, and see how he turns out because that was the point when we did not have enough players to field a full under 23s team when uh, Victor Orta came in. So you just sign a kid who's been in the Barcelona Academy, see what happens send him out on loan, fine, whatever. That um, link to Lewis O'Brien, who's the midfielder at Huddersfield. Uh, now, I think it was LUFC fan zone as well, phoned up his agent because we spoke about Kevin Sharp being an agent before. It's, he shares an agent with um, with Calvin. One year left on his current deal, so will Huddersfield cash in. Were we dropped, it, uh, dropped in as a name just to stimulate interest in him? Who knows? Kevin Sharp has denied it anyway. I mean, I, it feels grubby signing players from Huddersfield. Beneath us. Is it beneath us? I would say so, yeah. yeah. Unless we just sign him and then send him out on loan. Somewhere on the coast. Or to Bradford. I mean, he's been to Bradford before, oh, hasn't he? He's, oh, he, has, he, has, he has spent time there before, so he, he knows the club. He's trying to do the Simon Grayson tour, isn't he? With his field, Bradford and, and Leeds. Joy, joyous news, joyful news. We've got the Scotland shiny, oh, yeah. which is nice. And then we've got Gianni Alioski. Yeah. Oh, there he is. We oh. found him. Dark hair. Yeah, it's really intriguing. He's, I'm assuming that's his natural hair colour, which is... Unusual. I don't know where they went to get that photograph. I can't remember the must last be time a, he had must it. Must be a Photoshop. I can't, I can't ever remember him having dark hair. He had a little bit of it with um, sort of lockdown time. I don't know if he could. There was a spell of brown hair. Maybe this is why the other boys look so young. It's a they've used a school photo or something. <laughs> uh, we've also you don't want the kid from Huddersfield. Then we're just checking. Uh, we we'll have him, but we'll just play him in the reserves. Fine. Um, yeah. Um, Carlos Corberan has said that he he looks like a Premier League player. Um, we'll have him so they can't have him. Yeah, basically. So if he's good for Huddersfield, I think we should just sign him and then just ruin his life and their <laughs> club at the same time. Uh, Kalichi Nwakali is the kid at um, Huesca. We've got links to Huesca. Is that not where we got Saiz from? We got Say yes, exactly. Oh, he's also played for VVVVVVVVV Venlo on loan. So he's like a, a cross between Sammy Saiz and J. Roy Grot, which is an interesting... What would you take from each? Are we talking about Samu's head on Grot's body or Grot's head on Samu's body or maybe Samu? Because Samu was, um, he had sort of the, the body shape of uh, Ronnie James Dio, didn't he? Where he's very bandy-legged and short. So I can't remember which Dio song it is where it's all filmed on a roof. And so they film him from sort of ground level looking upwards to make him look dead tall. But he was about five foot two. He's um, 23 years old, this lad. I mean, is that more interesting than talking about Ronnie James Dio? I don't know. But, um, uh, do you want to know what, a bit about his youth career? According to Wikipedia, he came from Diamond Football Academy, which I, I presume is one of those kind of, uh, when they don't get picked up immediately by a club academy, they all sort of put them into a farm, don't they? It's like a, an academy farm, and they try and um, get them all signed up to clubs, but he ended up at Arsenal after that. Yeah, it's one of the two that um, Prince runs. There was Diamonds and Pearls, mm-hmm. were two academies. Do you want him? If we can somehow take his tiny torso and attach J.R.O. Grot's incredibly long limbs to it, yes. But if he's not, if he's going to be playing football rather than just somebody for Rob Price to play with, no. Well, it feels like we're just on the cusp, on the precipice of stuff happening with Leeds, doesn't it? They're back in training today. Maybe signings are going to start happening. We but, didn't even mention the pitch. The pitch has got oh, some, yeah. some tufts on now, hasn't it? Well, not, it's not even grass, is it? It's the stitching for the plastic that goes underneath. Interesting though. Do you know what, I, I went down a proper um, rabbit hole with how those pitches work and 
they stitch them with that they are like the artificial fibers it's like polythene or whatever and they only leave 20 mil sticking up from out of the sand up into nature and then the grass is only ever 24 to 28 mil so it's always shorter than the grass so it never gets cut don't the fibers by the grass cutting there you go oh there you go was it does it just stop it all slicing up well i think you'll find it it helps to bind the roots together yes um mm. the grass attaches itself the grass roots attach themselves to the um to the plastic underneath and it stabilizes the pitch and stops it cutting up as much yeah they reckon it should never get divots and basically turn into a quagmire like it did before i'm quite looking forward to us playing on a, on a good pitch because it was a it was a problem for at least a few months of last season mm. i know by the end it was when it stopped pissing it down every time we played a match on it it was fine wasn't it but it's, um it can only help and i think from what I read about these pitches, you can like water the entire thing in like three minutes or something like mad like that if you need to. And it also drains very, very quickly as well because it's got proper drainage rather than some men tipping some gravel under some grass like happened before Euro 96 at Ellen Road that caused a swamp in front of the West Stand. Well, for you, Moscow, I just went onto Twitter just to double check. We haven't yet signed anybody. Top of the feed, England. This is the diary room. Jordan Henderson joins us to talk about his first three Lions goal. Do you want to watch that straight away? Should we get onto that now? I just don't <laughs> care. It just doesn't matter to anybody. <laughs> should we? Um, should we come back then on Thursday post England game? Well, I have uh, the stickers I just opened. I got the bottom half of the actual. Oh, is it a proper trophy? Half? Like it's a, a proper it's, double sticker thing? You yeah, it's a get. double double size, uh, double height sticker. So I've got the bottom half, and you can just see where Italy's name is etched on it there so I remember having the, that in. the bottom half of Gary McAllister for a while mm. was it? would that be the 94-95 one so. where he's, he's wearing a white shirt that you wouldn't have been able to see on the bottom half of your sticker except maybe just a bit of it untucked and then the blue shorts and he's swaying against a green and orange background this is quite exciting we've got uh, the mascot and the bottom half of the trophy. Can you put the trophy in really straight so the top half goes in? Well, I'm doing my best. If we ever get it. Well, I can line up the top half with however I've done the bottom half. It's not bad. That's all no, right. That's fine. That's not too bad. You've done a decent job Compared there. to uh, some of them. The, um, yeah, the mascot's a bit off-centre, but... Um, well, two semi-finals. How do you think they're going to go then? Italy versus Spain. We know that Moscow, you think Italy's going to win that? Yes, I think so. It'll oh, be, uh, I would agree. Hmm... Because they're the hot favourites for it, I do wonder if Spain make this through just to shake shit up. I don't know. Hopefully Spain can get through with some injuries to their central defenders so we can finally get a look at our boy. Well, we don't want them to have their best central defender on, do we? They can stay on the bench for me. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it would be nice to see a, an all-leads final, Phillips versus Urante, but um, I just don't feel like that's, that's destined. So England versus uh, Denmark? Should win. Yeah, I mean, the way the Czech Republic came back at Denmark in, at the start of the second half, they didn't like it, and uh, they looked rattleable. So let's rattle them. Do you remember when England beat Denmark 3-0 with Rio Ferdinand opening the scoring, and it mm. felt really good, and then we sold him about a month after? Let's have a repeat of that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Calvin Phillips getting the opening goal. It would be nice. I mean, we could shut all this fucking Jordan Henderson's taken 70 years to put a ball in a, a net as if it's like something fucking difficult to do. And then Calvin Phillips can just score in whatever it is, his I do second hope, match. I do hope he scores at some point during this tournament. If Calvin Phillips got the winner in the final, it'd be good, wouldn't it? I'd be excited then. If we did win that it, would please me. he might become, genuinely, he might be made Sir Calvin Phillips if he wins this tournament, which would be a bit mad, wouldn't it? 
I think he'd at least get like an OBE or an MBE, wouldn't he, at the, mm. at the very least? Knight them. Knight them all. <laughs> Except Jordan Henderson. Just, just piss him off. Do a minutes limit. Say every, everybody who's played more than this number of minutes gets a knighthood. <laughs> and um, Ben White can have one just for being Calvin's mate. All right, well, come back on Thursday then um, with reaction from the, uh, the semi-final. That's crazy, isn't it? And wish England well if you're supporting England. If not, wish ill upon them. I don't quite know where you fall on this, this spectrum, Moscow. I'd wish them no harm. <laughs> It'll be fun. As I said, an England win will be more fun than England not winning. But the inevitable England defeat in the final, you know, it'll be fine. Well, that's a great note to finish on. <laughs> we'll catch you later in the week. All right, see you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.